Welcome to the Human Design Profiles and Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'm your host, Chantel, a 1-3 manifesting generator, small business strategist, workshop facilitator, and author of the Aligned Action series of workbooks for solo entrepreneurs. This podcast is an active learning experiment. It's all about how we experience entrepreneurship on an individual level while we also satisfy our desire for self-awareness. Each episode is a profile of a business owner and human design enthusiast who is here to share how their personal profile lines influence their business journey. Today, my conversation is with Marion Chloé Tess, a marketing energetics coach. She helps spiritual women implement a growth strategy based on their unique energy so they earn more do less, and enjoy their lives right now. She's French and lives in the UK countryside where she spends time reading fantasy books and hanging out with her pets. Have a listen while today's guest, Marion, a 1-4, shares her story while you read between the lines. Tell me about what being a 1-4 feels like for you. Starting with the very conceptual questions first, I like that. <laughs> it feels like constantly falling into rabbit holes and wanting to tell everyone about it all the freaking time. <laughs> I hadn't considered that there was such a sharing element, but that makes sense with the four yeah. line. I'm a one three, so we share the one line, but mm -hmm. the, the energy of the three and the four is super different. What does that sharing look like for you? Like, does it tend to take the same form or? No, it doesn't. It varies. I think there's like this online thing and offline. So basically, whenever I learn anything from like a fun fact to a meme on the internet to a new learning, I unlocked in like a very niche thing. I tell everyone about it. Like I'm going to tell my partner if I'm speaking about, about it and catching up with friends, it's going to come up. And then online, which is where my business is and where I hang out with a lot of people as well. I'm just going to be sharing about it. I'm like, oh my God, I learned about this cool thing. And did you know that that happened? And I just do deep dives. It's like finding a treasure and then bring it back to the surface, being like, guys, guys, I have something new to talk about. <laughs> I love the excitement that you bring to it. Your energy yeah. is so cool, which makes sense as a marketing energetics coach. How do you feel that your one for gift play into the specific niche that you've chosen? It's taking me quite a while actually to find all the pieces and really understand what it means. I discovered human design in, I think it was February 2018. So it's been a while hmm. now. I got into the profiles probably after a few months. The most impactful at first was learning. I'm a manifester. I have ego authority, like mind blown. <laughs> and really getting into the wall one four and what it looks like. It's been interesting. I think it's been like over a few years, like everything involving. And it's now that I feel like the one for is, is one of the pieces that's been the most, like the easiest to grasp mm -hmm. because it's something I did very naturally. And of course I did everything naturally before because that's me. <laughs> but just the fact of like, just kind of giving permission to be like, oh, okay, well, I learned about this in my work. So for example, uh, a few years ago, during all the COVID lockdowns, I really got into hypnosis and hypnotherapy. So I started training as a hypnotist and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I didn't share it. But like, how can I incorporate it in my work? And then with time and reflection and also just going with the flow, it ended up being one more piece of my work. At first, I really thought it's like, oh no, I'm doing this. Oh no, I'm pivoting to this. Oh no, I'm pivoting to that now, which was a bit exhausting, to be honest. But now I'm seeing it more as like a very holistic approach where I can talk to someone who's like in a consulting, like muggle job, in a corporate job, 
about strategy and growth and I can also talk about mindset and hypnosis and also talking about energy and obviously human design and all that. I find it really interesting to be able to bring all of that and it means that now when I'm learning something more or I'm going deeper into my learnings, I'm not pivoting anymore my whole business or I'm not like becoming a new person. It's just like adding a new layer, mm-hmm. which actually feels really good because it feels like I'm not just learning for me. I'm also learning from my clients to add something more to their life and their business and their experience, which actually kind of, you know, rationalize a lot of the hours I spend learning about stuff. That's, <laughs> That's such a beautiful way to define the one four profile of learning for you, but learning for clients. One, that personal learning, and then four, bringing it to other people. The way that you've raised that is a beautiful way to put the energy of the one four. How does it feel? How do you think it compares to being a one three? Well, I don't immediately feel the need to share. That's definitely different. I do my deep dives and I will share when asked in response. But I'm a manifesting generator, so I need that response bit. But I don't have the same excitement for sharing. I do think the excitement for learning is just the stronger aspect of that. And then with the three line, I have to put it into practice and experiment with it before it feels like cooked. (laughs) You know, like it's an essential part of the like incubating baking process for me of I have to learn the information. I have to sit on it for a while. There's like a bit of a waiting really. Whereas for you, it sounds like it's like more fluid from learning to sharing. Obviously, it's always better when you're learning something and embodying it in your business or in your life, just because it means you've really like embodied it, incorporated it. What I really like and what I find resonates a lot with people around me is when I'm sharing as I'm learning and as I'm embodying it. So really sharing the learning process as well and being like, guys, I have no idea what I'm doing, but you know, I'm just sharing it with you. I actually do want to do a lot more of that because it's something that's spontaneous and also going purely from a marketing perspective. And I think you might resonate with that as well. It just, people don't really, it's not the same to learn from like the old time expert who's like there at the top as it is to see someone and see their evolution and being with them as they're learning and benefiting from the experience as they're going on. So it means at the end of the day, you're not learning like the centuries or decades of knowledge and experience here is dealt with it, but you're actually like, it's it's also facilitating and helping with micro learning, which is like so much more efficient. And also I think so much more impactful on the day to day. Yes, I agree. The closer you can share to the time that you've learned it or experienced it, the better, the more authentic that's going to feel. I think on both sides, right? Like it feels more authentic to be sharing ourselves as we're learning, as we're experiencing. And then it feels more authentic from the receiving end of it as well, because that energy translates across. I want to go back to something you said about how, when you first encountered human design profile was one of the things that was the easiest to understand, the easiest to implement. I agree with you. That's partly why I created the show the way that I did, because I think there's so much out there about type. And I mean, yeah, learning that I was an MG was eye-opening, just like learning you were a manifester was eye-opening for you. But profile was, I think, the second thing that I dove into as well. Our journey is similar. I think I found human design either late 2017 or early 2018 also. So it's quite aligned. It was something that was easier to integrate than, than other elements of my chart, I think. 
I think it's easier because to me, it feels like it's also more in a way intellectual of like, this is how you learn about the world, obviously being like once, and this is how you like, care, you know, about people. It's more mind-based. It's more like, okay, I can see myself doing that. I had this epiphany moment of like, oh, this is why I want to talk about new things in my life all the time, mm-hmm. you know, because I know not everyone does that. Right. <laughs> but to me, it's just like, I'm learning something new. I just, I want to share it to the world. I just find this very fascinating. So I want everybody to benefit from it. Also being an ego authority, just being able to talk about it is also where I process a lot of information, which is one of the reasons I like doing interviews like this, because I learn a lot about like hearing myself talk. and everything. <laughs> But yeah, it was really interesting because I think it's more mind-based and the one for especially was like, okay, so this is how you learn. This is normal to want to learn about different topics every two weeks for every two months or whenever. Also normal to want to share about it and I shouldn't put limitations to what I want to share because it's not Anne Brown or whatever. Yeah, I could resonate with that for sure. The shadow side of the one line is that we feel sometimes like we don't know enough, but you're right that embracing the other half of our profiles, like either my experiencing going through it and your sharing going through it is a way to almost insulate ourselves from the potential of feeling that one line angst in a way, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like taking the pressure off because you're not coming up as the ultimate expert of like, I've done that for 20 years and that only you have a PhD. And it's like, well, that's cool for you. And I've just learned about, I don't know, last week I went to some friends for New Year's Eve and I started, like they had a harp. I know it's very random and I really liked it. So they ended up lending it to me and now I'm learning to play harp. I'm not a musical person at all. I have never been. And I'm just, you know, claiming that this year I'm going to learn to play the harp. And it's just very random. But I just love going into like the different things. I feel like it's also stimulating various parts of my brain. And obviously like it, it just feels good energetically. So just rolling with it now. I don't right. see things like a distraction anymore. I'm just seeing them as a way to learn something different, which ultimately, if it makes me happy, then it's going to benefit People around, well, it's going to be me, which is most important, of course. Um, people around me and also, you know, like business and how people resonate with me because it's all an energetic game. So, you know, the happier you can get about doing your thing, the more it can be felt. Yeah. I think the more random, the better. I think sometimes <laughs> yeah. if it's more random, I'm more curious and my one line is more intrigued. The, mm-hmm. like, the more random it is, that's a theme that's come up for me. Absolutely. And I think, I don't know, could it be a thing of like the line one? Well, I think we have both, of course, but you know how you have depths of topic and then you have the kind of width. And I feel like learning a bit about a lot of different things is more interesting, as you said. It makes me more curious and like learning about the same topic and going like a tiny bit. Because I think, I guess, the learning curve is also steeper. If you're learning about like business that you've been doing for 10 years of marketing, then even if you learn something new, it's going to be like 1%. Whereas if you pick up a harp and you've never done music in your life, <laughs> you're going to learn like a lot in a, in a very short time, which it's like a learning high almost. Absolutely. It's so fulfilling. You're right. Yeah. That when the learning curve is high, it's an energetic high as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then hyper-focus, you just... <laughs> Very right. into it. With your clients, do you integrate profile or human design at all in your work with them? Yeah, that's like one of my requirements. One of the requests I have on the intake form when I start working with someone, when someone books a session, like, what's your date of birth? Because yeah. I'm going to go, 
astrology, big three, big five. And then I'm going to go and check the human design, sure, before a session. I do try and introduce a lot of people to human design because obviously I love it. And my, you know, one for is like, oh my God, <laughs> I have a treat for you. <laughs> so when I tell people about it, I'm like, human design is a single modality, self-development, spiritual tools that has had the most impact in my entire life and business, in the way I do life and business. Because mm-hmm. it's true, it's just like mind-blowing all the time and I don't understand how people cannot know about it. So if they don't know about it, and even if they do know a bit, but maybe haven't really gone as deep as I have, or don't have, you know, the same distance over their own chart, or just have never heard about it, or don't integrate it in their business, I just love picking up a few pieces. But even from like a very basic point of view, just reminding people like, okay, well, you're a projector, you're not supposed to be working like 12 hours a day. Or you're a manifesting generator, you're supposed to indulge into all of these different activities that, you know, seem random and not connected because it's what you do. You need to have several interests. So not necessarily like the most, you know, you have gate 64, so et cetera, et cetera, <laughs> but really like you know, the big picture, picking up a few elements that they can then really implement because like it's, it, I love knowledge for the sake of knowledge. And I really try to make everything as, implementable as possible because otherwise mm-hmm. what's the point you know I love learning but if you hire me to help with the business and and to find more fulfillment and all that I'm always going to make sure that we go back to practical day-to-day things and profiles I think are really really good with that mm-hmm. there must be an element of practicality that's inherent to line ones because I share that as well <laughs> okay <It's, laughs> that's cool. I'm processing in real time here but it feels a little bit like like part of respecting information and knowledge is putting it into practice like i love that like you're right learning for learning's sake doesn't feel like it's honoring that knowledge mm. in a sense you know i do i yeah i resonate with that a lot yeah because it's like yeah okay you learned but like so what <laughs> right cuz then we could spend our life in books and never really set it into practice and then there is no legacy behind it so we've just amassed gathered all the information mm-hmm. and then, i mean i'm gonna do like a very dramatic example here and then we die right. and then what's left of the knowledge you know because right. there is no one else on the planet nor will they ever be who will have the exact same learnings and experiences and filters and all that that we have so in a way it's really mm-hmm. like a duty to like put whatever we do into the world. And even if it's gathering like elements from different fields and connecting them together, when you think about the most, to me, impactful and revolutionary businesses, it's, it's and probably science, I don't really know a lot about, you know, like physics and stuff, but it's really blending different, different things. Well, even science, actually, you know, quantum physics, blending spirituality and like, you know, hardcore rational physics. I think it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was part of this, this futures membership. I'm really interested in futures thinking. And there was something that was shared that I do not know a lot about, but it was about if you could essentially feed a computer generated model, a certain type of information, and then you could make projections basically. So it was almost like feeding specific information into a digital mind, I guess. And the question posed to us in the group was, if you could run some kind of simulation, what would that be? 
And I thought of like, okay, if I think of all of the books that I've read, all of the knowledge that I've read, what if you add just one book, like pick one extra book at random and you add that in, how does that change? How does behavior change with the impact of the knowledge that we've gathered? You know, I bring that up. I know you're a reader. (laughs) Yeah, you can go there. Don't bother. (laughs) I'm right there with you. That's a very interesting thing. Yeah. I really like this kind of questions. I really like books, actually. I tend to read, read more like fantasy. I also like uh, sci-fi a lot. Mm-hmm. Or even books like one of the first books I read I think it was last year in January is the Midnight Library. Oh, yes. I love that one. <laughs> yeah. So just having, you know, kind of all these lives which are in a book and you can visit the library and pick up a book and go into life and then leave live very different lives I think it's fascinating just the power of decisions and of choices and how actually I am convinced that all the big life decisions that we have to make that we think are like a huge deal are actually probably not as important as all the tiny decisions we make on a, on a daily basis like going to like a certain restaurant on a day and meeting you know your partner which is what happened to me in Bali five years ago yeah or just like crossing at this uh, crossing on the road and not this one and then you bump into an old friend and then go for your job and then you move consciously it's so random but also it's not and I find that very fascinating yes and I think it's very hard to predict intellectually and that's the beauty of it right I think it's very stimulating to think of like all the parallel realities that could happen and as you said like how one single thing one single book one single event can actually alter your whole life right or just like very like tiny things have like yes. a massive our lives. Absolutely. <laughs> we could nerd out on this for forever, <laughs> I think. But I do want to talk a little bit about your four line, which we don't share. I know that your network is really important to your life and to your business. Tell me a little bit about how you've built that. Um, and- That's a very interesting question and one I have been asking myself because I think <laughs> for a long time. So I think the line one is like, very straightforward for me. I love learning. I do into rabbit holes and, you know, like implementing knowledge and all that. So line four at first puzzled me a bit more because I think being a line four, it's not the one I'm like the most conscious of to start with. Throughout my life, I haven't actually had like one community. Mm. So I've really been like, if I go back to like primary school and then high school, I'm still in touch with some people, but I... I've had a tendency to really like shift group. And even when I was at school, I didn't have like one single group of friends. I'd have many groups of friends because I would just, I'm trying to put it in a polite way, but I would just get bored of like seeing the same people every day and yeah. talking about the same thing. And I would just want to like, you know, learn about like other kind of gossips and learn about different experiences and have different kind of jokes. And I think that's kind of, yeah, hanging out in different spaces, which interestingly for the past 10 years has been yeah a bit I wouldn't say harder but you know just like leaving school and university and then I started traveling a lot so I would go somewhere for like two weeks to six months starting to form a community and then leave which would be very Mm -hmm. uprooting so finding this balance between of course keeping in touch with people and actually meeting more people in different countries I would visit and so keeping in touch with them and then going to revisit. So that's been actually yeah, quite quite good to have like a, a worldwide network. 
But then five years ago, I met my partner and in Bali, and then we traveled together. And then I came here in the UK in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and after six months, lockdown started. So obviously not great for my social life. <laughs> obviously, then I got out of the house and met different people. I was uh, doing spiritual meetings locally as well, which was great for me to meet people. Actually, that's one of the things that I feel is probably very four line is I've always kind of been involved somehow with like running events like networking things mm -hmm. so even when I was like at university or even in high school I was like student council you know like student rep or something and then yeah I did my first ever event on my own was a networking event for women entrepreneur mm -hmm. in Buenos Aires which was really cool met lots of people and then I left <laughs> and people were like when are you run it again it's like I don't know I just I left the country <laughs> and then here when I arrived here I didn't really know that many people and I went to like the spiritual meetup and the person who organized it was just just wanted to get rid of it she just wanted to pass on the you know leadership so like okay I'll, I'll do it I've just arrived it you know why not and I grew it as you know something that gathered more and more people and gained momentum and actually made me meet a lot of people from different backgrounds. And that was really interesting. I think it's like everywhere I go, to sum up, this is a very long answer. I feel like everywhere I go, I have a need to create my community and I gather my community. Like even to the point where when I first arrived here, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go get a massage, but I'm going to go get this, this, this guy because I know he's into spirituality. So maybe you know, we'll just become friends and not with an agenda because actually we didn't end up being friends at all, but just with this thing of like, I need to build my web around me because that's <laughs> what makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. I do have an ego authority. Mm -hmm. So like what's in it for me is a very real question. Not feeling guilty about anymore. Right. So I think, and actually kind of links back up to the official name for the line for being the networker. And network has always been a word that's made me really cringe and make me like very like, oh, like it feels so artificial, you know, like, oh, here's my business card. And so that's really <laughs> not how I do things. Like literally I went to an event and someone was going around handing out her business card, ah. which was like, what? Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's definitely not the way I link up with people, but I am also very aware of what people bring into my life. Mm -hmm. And also what I bring to them, you know, of course, it's like a two-way street. And, you know, I don't have an Excel spreadsheet with like all the skills and all the knowledge, but I do, because I know how important my network is, it is also something I'm also, I'm very, being very careful about. And just from also like a mindset perspective, do I want to be hanging out with people I don't resonate with or whose vibe is like a bit off? Like, I, I don't have enough energy for that. That's just not mm -hmm. happening. Protecting your energy is hugely important and it's tough to find flow if you don't do that. Yes. And, you know, I don't have sacral energy. So anytime <laughs> I speak to someone, no matter how lovely it's going to be, it's taking some energy away. <laughs> so I need to have something back in it. I need to feel good about it. I need to learn something. I need to, if, if someone, and now I'm like way more assertive about that and my needs, it's like, if my partner wants to hang out with some people and I don't like them, I'm like, I don't, I don't, you know, yes, you go, but like, I'm going to go for an hour or I'm just, I'm just not showing up, you know, cause that's mm -hmm. just not, I'm just done just pretending to be, you know, polite and liking everybody. Cause that's not my vibe. Right. Especially when you could be spending that time playing <laughs> the harp or. <laughs> yeah, I'll play the harp, exactly. 
and you know it's not because this one person enters the room and I don't really love baby hers I'm just gonna leave dramatically mm-hmm. but I yeah, I am just way more aware of who I'm giving my energy to which mm-hmm. is important on so many levels and I think whether you're line one four and have secretly energy on all your energy is the most important thing you, you can have like you can preserve yes and that makes sense with what you do in your niche <laughs> Yes, exactly. (laughs) This has been lovely. I want to flow into our ritual of sharing an affirmation card with you. These are created by Christina from Glow Glow Juice HD. They're specific to your profile. I'm holding the one, four cards right here. And so you and I will take a deep breath in and out together, and then we will draw a card. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Let's take a deep breath. Hmm. The card reads, I will make an impact on the people in my life when I am ready. Am I rushing my process? Do I feel the sense of security I crave? Ooh, that's very interesting. I did like a meditation slash nap just before coming up. And one of the things that came through was like feeling safe in my business and especially as you know it's like January and everybody's like you know just goals and all and I'm I'm really like if it's if it's fitting your energy that's great but I know a lot of people including me are just like not pulling it we've just crossed into winter the official beginning of the year is in spring it's at the end of March okay so let's all chill <laughs> I'm also noticing of course the pressure and like you know like going back to corporate clients and, you know, work on a different timeline. So, yeah, so the safety and the not rushing are really, are really quite interesting. They do resonate. Very on point for today. Mm-hmm. Tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram, which is my name, at Marion Cloetes. I'm also on Facebook. You can add me. And then my website is marioncloetes.com. It's been lovely talking with you. Thank you so much. And interestingly, Christina is how I connected with you. She shared on her stories that you were looking for a one for profile. And I'm like, I'm a one for. How fitting that a one for found me through her network. Right? <laughs> and 